When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Buckets and Tea NBA show. I'm your host, Catherine Niker. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. Joining me today, he is a part of The Athletic. He is a senior producer of No Dunks. Welcome, Jerome Chang. How you doing, buddy? Hello. I'm doing great. I'm uh, I'm re- I'm glad that you asked me to do this later in the week, as opposed to the beginning when I came back <laughs> from All-Star and slept like 16 hours. Oh. Uh, so like, I'm very... I'm, I'm awake now. I'm. I don't need like multiple like cups of caffeine to keep me going. So, yeah. Uh, like well, you caught me like right at the perfect point before the well, NBA starts again. Uh, I'm happy to hear it. You know, you've got a, a nice looking espresso machine in the background. Very nice kitchen tiles. I have to Thank say. You, you know, you. it's yes. it's looking like a very nice kitchen. I have to say. It, I also it's, have an espresso in the frame machine. that like makes it seem like I have my life together. And then you, you just expand the frame out. It's like, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got to organize everything at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> I was giving away this table that I had on, on Facebook Marketplace. And I had to, like, adjust everything in my apartment just so I could fit this giant table out of here. Oh and now it looks like, like, if I, I parted this, like, the Red Sea, you know what I mean, <laughs> right. to make the background just look nice. But it's, like, it looks like I'm moving out. Like the level of chaos say, that start, my apartment is. Apartment showings for the sake of it. If you have like that open <laughs> space at that point, just to like offer it up because it's like the most open space situation you'd have at that point. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. part of yeah. Going forward, every guest uh, a tour of their <laughs> living space is required. Um, yeah, no, but we should uh, we should get into this. Listen, you were at Indiana. You just mentioned mm-hmm. you needed a a sixteen hour uh, recovery nap time sleep nap time i don't know if that was broken up at all um i want to ask you what it was like to be there in person it was really cool i like i am such a sucker for all-star and uh like we'll talk about it later but like i have a blast when i'm out there um especially like getting to work this was my fourth one um my second with the uh with no dunks and then like i worked uh two before when i used to work at mlsc with like the raptors but it yeah it's just such a good time um it's like a it's always a blur you're like running Uh around all over the place uh you never manage to get to everything that you want to get to or see everyone that you want to see and i think like after a couple years i like managed to settle myself at a point of like knowing that that won't like that won't be a problem and i won't be stressed over that but no it's such a good time like got to hang out with a lot of people that we know uh, definitely ran th- with a Toronto media group throughout our nice. media hospitalities late at night. That's why I needed to catch up with sleep. <laughs> and then, um, yeah. and then, yeah, the events itself and like actually, like one of my favorite things to do, especially, is like pregame, just hanging around in like the event level mm-hmm. and just see people pass by and just and like how often, especially because of All Star, like do you see like every NBA superstar and every like important NBA person media league side whatever just like wander around casually and you just 
kind of sit and stare like just pick a spot and just watch everyone go by and that's really cool um but yeah it was such a good time i i loved it did you um did you interview anybody while you were there we uh, no we didn't uh do the interviews i heard like the media availability was like a little more difficult than it was uh previous previous mm. years um we uh so like for us we were at no dunks we were opting to do a live show on the friday which was really great we did that in person a lot of people came out uh, i have like some random gifts that like fans gave which was like super nice of them oh um, yeah it was so cool i got a hat and then they made like these player cards for us it was really nice of them um but yeah that was oh great. that's so cool because uh jay skeets is obsessed with play with player cards he is so yeah. a fan made you all that's really cool actually it was really cool it was really nice uh nathan i think that was uh his name so shout out nathan but uh yeah it was uh we did that and then we did like other live show um like we did a live stream after the uh, all-star saturday night but like it didn't make it hard to like kind of get to a lot of the other things. Um, one of the things I would have liked to do interview wise, uh, because it was a big uh, weekend for Indiana and Reggie Miller like had so many different moments. He got announced mm. as like the FIBA uh, Hall of Fame and like he was one of like the de facto hosts. Um, I heard that uh, because of his TNT extension, they were doing like some like media availability and um, I didn't have a question to ask. I just know he's my favorite player from the 90s. So I think like I would have just came up and be like, why are you my favorite? Why do I like you so much? <laughs> like, that would have been kind of funny. I think he would have had yeah. a funny response to that. Yeah, if you asked Reggie yeah. Miller, why are you my favorite? Why? Yeah. Why? Why do I love you so much from the 90s? And why do I keep on like relentlessly with too much confidence shoot three pointers at pickup games because of you? Like, why? Why is that? <laughs> um, but uh, like I, otherwise, um, I mean, like our player interactions, you would have saw uh, if we had one video that we loved as a recap, we did this, this like Wes Anderson style mm -hmm. uh, video. And um, we have two cameos in it. The first one being Rick Smith's and the second one being Scotty Barnes. Mm -hmm. And in both instances, uh, you know, they didn't know that they were on video. <laughs> we staged it <laughs> as like taking a photo. But like it started off, we saw Rick kind of walking across the street right after we got our credentials. And uh, I look at the guys, I'm like, we got to do this, right? It's like, it's Rick Smith's. We're in Indiana. We have to get him in the video somehow. So we asked if we could take a photo and I'm ready filming and I'm doing like a, okay, we're taking the photo now in one, two, three. Oh, <laughs> looks like we got it. <laughs> and, um, and so we got our like three second clip and like, I mean, both Scotty and both uh, Rick were like, just super cool about it. I hope they're cool if they actually managed to see the video uh, that we did it that way. But those were our player interactions. And then like, you know, here and there, we were like running into people, like not in any official like interview sense, but just kind of like running into people and chatting and all that. So it was a really good time. I, I'd be curious if Scotty is a Wes Anderson film fan or if he mm. if he's a film buff of any kind, you know what I mean? I feel like we haven't had those questions. Um, no, but if it's ever aired on Open Gym or somebody or something, let us know in the in the comments if he's commented yeah. on his favorite movies. I'd love to know that. It's also like you always have to remind yourself because I hear people have like interactions with Scotty and it's like people in their late 20s or even like 30s and upwards to like 40s uh, asking all these questions about references that like they think like, would oh, be lost on him. It. it would be lost on him. But he's like mm. 22, mm. 22, who's like grew up his own grown up his own life. Uh, playing basketball so I am curious like what he's into but that's same at the same time too who knows maybe he's a film buff like one of my favorite uh 
uh, Twitter accounts is, uh, was it NBA Film Tweets, where they just screenshot like different NBA players and their takes on any given movie. And uh, it definitely comes from the era where like it was just like a full on like free for all on Twitter. So like NBA players, when they're ready pros, before they're even pros, like just tweeting like anyone else, just being like, Grand Budapest Hotel is like Wes Anderson's best or something like that. I don't know. Oh, really? Uh, is that from like yeah. 10 years ago or something? Or is that uh, recent? The the account still goes. Uh, I think like the screenshots are like from like years past. Oh, I got to I got to find that. You got to pull it up. It's so fun to read through. I like actually one of the I have a group chat with uh, the director of Open Gym, uh, Greg Veerman, and uh, one of our his editors, Thomas, and we just share like NBA film tweets whenever they come up because we just laugh about that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely need to check that out. Um, okay, let's move on a little bit because ever mm -hmm. since All-Star Weekend, we have been inundated with conversations about how to fix NBA All-Star Weekend. So I guess a lot of people were not very satisfied with the weekend. I mean, there was mm -hmm. the, the scoring of the slam dunk contest, which was uh, questionable. And then the game itself, which, you know, hit over 200 points uh, due to, you know, the lack of any kind of defense or competitiveness uh, within the game. Um, but we also had Steph and Sabrina, which was a real highlight. Probably most people considered it the highlight of the it's whole the weekend. Part, sure. I, uh, I mean, I absolutely loved it. I was like yeah. screaming at the TV the whole time. It was that, you know, in a good way, like just rooting I, for I Sabrina and stuff. I also got to experience stuff. it in the arena. So I had no idea that the Kenny Smith like commentary existed. Oh like, yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. it was just like a pure experience of just fans getting really hyped and excited, like in arena. So that was really fun. You know, it's kind of crazy how much the TNT guys can just say whatever, especially Charles Barkley, right? Like he's, sure. he's never been had to like release an apology. Like he literally talked mm -hmm. about all the homeless people in San Francisco was he? during oh, the game. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they were talking about how like there's a game because next year it's going to be in San Francisco. Yes. And then they were like, I don't know, joking about like, can the NBA All-Star game be somewhere warmer, blah, blah, blah. And then Charles Barkley was like, there's so many homeless people there. You can't walk around and blah, blah, blah. And he's talking oh to Draymond gosh. Green and Draymond Green's like, yes, you can. Yes, you can walk around San Francisco. And it was like, it was really bizarre. Anyway, yeah. between the two, it was kind of, eh. but, uh, but the game itself and the mm -hmm. slam dunk contest seemed to be a, a, a sour note for a lot of people. What do you like? Was it, did it feel good while you were there watching it? And then what did you think of the commentary after the fact? Uh, when I was watching it? Yeah. The slam dunk contest. I mean, so I watched it mostly standing next to Katie Heindel, which is like the best. Love like, Katie. Yeah. Love Katie. Um, and like, her and I are both very obsessed with the dunk contest in a way that it kind of like supersedes whatever the quality of the contest is. We just like are so happy to be there. Oh, um, but that but that said, like, I, yeah, the uh, Jalen Brown uh, stuff, like more and more, you could really hear the booze in the arena. Um, <laughs> you could really hear like you could really feel like that the fix was in. Um, yes. I mean, it, that's yeah. how it felt on TV as well. Mm hmm. And I think to that end, like, it's really tough because we finally get a all-star or a star level player in mm -hmm. the dunk contest. Although I think most people would argue if you went through like all the stars available that we would want to throw in, Jalen Brown was probably gonna be one of the least likely choices that we yes. want. 
Um, but also, like, when you think about Jalen Brown and just, like, all his various interviews and just, like, his general demeanor, it, it, he kind of did the dunk contest exactly like how I thought he would. It would be a lot of, like, <laughs> staged moments, a lot of things where he, like, make tributes to, like, Dominique Wilkins um, or, like, do these sort of things that, like, you had no choice but to, like, give him a good score for, like, his, like, earnestness about it. Um, Is that what you think it was? The the high scores? I think I think it's a mix of that. I think there's also a thing of, like, there was no chance that he wasn't going to make the finals. Like, there's mm. just... Uh, I can't imagine that they finally get an all-star in and they allow... Like, I don't know how deep it goes and, like, whether they really rigged the scoring that way, but, uh, I mean... It felt like probably Jacob Toppin would should have been the other finalist along with Mac. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. One. I would agree. Yeah, and I like I even saw uh, Chuck, who is like the leader of uh, Flight Brothers, who coaches all the guys in the contest. Uh, he was posting afterwards saying like we missed out on one of the greatest dunks in history because Jacob couldn't make it to the final, and so you know huh. it, it's a lot of like what could have happened, but at the same time too, you know. Um, we we probably are upset with Jalen Brown right now, but if in any way that leads to like Ja or like Zion or any like all star like getting yeah like Anthony Edwards I think would be really Anthony good Edwards too yeah um then then it's a win in the long run I guess well here's the thing okay because I I feel like I'm on an island with this where like it doesn't bother me that we had two G League players in the dunk mm. contest. You know what I mean? Because, like, for me, it's, like, I just, A, I want to see really good dunks. I want to see a level of creativity and originality to them. I mean, I understand there's only so many ways you can dunk a ball, but any kind of originality for me is fun. Sure. And and I think it's, like, I'm more on the, like, let's just celebrate basketball and put on a good show. Like, I, I feel like I would rather that than, like, put so much emphasis on these all-stars being in it. And then the whole notion that, like, we have to, like, pay these guys more money to yep. be in the dunk contest for me. Answers. Yeah, I, yeah, I but it also kind of makes me a little, like, I hate to say it, but just, like, a little bitter. <laughs> it, that could people might disagree right. with me on that and that's fine like i don't i'm not like rallying everyone listening to the pod to be bitter i'm just like i just feel like no, I, you, with you. It, it shouldn't be that like it shouldn't be like you need like a million dollars to participate in this contest like that's to me a bit ridiculous yeah i think it's like proven enough if you saw the nhl all-star skills contest which does has have i think a million dollar prize like there were still players in it who were not trying whatsoever. And that money right. just went to them. So, and that would make things and, worse, I think. Right. And uh, yeah, like it would it would be such a bad look that they offer this huge prize. And then A, maybe they don't even try still. And B, uh, there, there is a bit of a – and I don't see the NBA doing it. I imagine that if it is a big prize, like some portion of it or all of it goes to a charity of their choice. Yes. But um, no, to your point, like – I think, yeah, the money part, I, I don't think the incentive is really going to help. And also, I know people lean into, like, the all-star part. I saw Rachel Nichols mention something about uh, first-time all-stars should be forced into it. The thing is, and I'm, I'm like, I'm going to look into this because I'm, like, just so curious at this point. I might even make a video for no <laughs> No one should it, be like, forced to dunk a basketball in a contest. Absolutely not. But I also think <laughs> With like, all due respect to Rachel Nichols, I think that's a wild right. thing. I think the Venn diagram of like 
all-stars to superstars and great dunkers in the dunk contest doesn't overlap that much. I think that's mm. the other part that, like, when you look at some of the greatest in history, like, not since basically the Dominique Jordan years, like, were there, like, legitimate stars in their prime doing it. Vince, when he did it, he was a rookie. Um, mm -hmm. Like, one of the greatest ever. I think it was Jason, technically his second season. His second season, but, like, yeah, it, it would have been his first chance at it because. At the All Star, yeah, yes, because it was a lockout season, yeah. yeah. And then um, Jason Richardson, who's like considered one of the greatest almost three time, like has had zero All Star appearances. I think. I um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine. Yeah. Never been All Stars. Yeah, so, I mean there was. I mean obviously yeah. like Kobe won in his rookie year, but he wasn't an All Star yet. He wasn't there yet. Yeah, and and yeah, when like people remember it because of Kobe, but then that also was the dunk contest that was so bad that they canceled it. And yes, literally. With, with WNBA, uh, was it on ball? I think it was called, or I forget the uh, name of the. But it was like another competition in place of it, and then a lockout, and then uh, Vince Carter uh, afterward. Actually, mm. uh, it was uh, Skeets mentioned it, and it actually wasn't the worst idea in the world. He said we should just take a few years off in between, and like let it build up. And I was like, oh, like have it be someone? like a once every four year event, like an Olympics or something like that. Yeah, like, I'm like I'm not mad at that idea in terms of building it up. And like the one time that we actually have proof, which is like maybe unfair and biased, is like the one time we had an extended period off. The first time we got back was Vince Carter, and so I'm like, that's not the worst idea ever mm. uh, in building the anticipation. But no, that won't happen in this like situation now, where you know everything is like corporate sponsored and branded, so they're not going to just like cancel. Yeah, it. there's too much money to to there's just leave on the board. line. I I feel like what's frustrating for me is uh, like I it's so hard for me as a fan to understand the lack of motivation from players mm -hmm. to participate in the event. Cause I feel like every player wants to be an all-star, right? Like they yep. want to be named an all-star. I feel like that significance holds importance to everybody still. And mm -hmm. then, and then even like, you know, like future hall of fame considerations and stuff like that, it gets brought up, but then nobody cares about the game itself. And I haven't heard a player like really speak on it. Like I'd be really curious to hear Tyrese from Halliburton some of the mentioned it last year saying it wasn't competitive Ooh. enough. I remember that that he and that then... it wasn't competitive enough, but he didn't yeah. like, yeah, it didn't really show up this year that much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to to hear from their side the lack of motivation. Right. Because yeah. like, is it just is it this the regular season's too long? Everybody's too afraid of injury, although I feel like the injury thing has kind of always been the case, like nobody's mm -hmm. ever been like. I'm willing to be injured during an all-star game. Right? right. Like, I think that's always been the case. So it's kind of like, you know, and it's been an 82 game season for a very long time as well. So it's like, what's different now. I would love to know the answer to that. Cause I feel like yeah. that is part of what would then inform us to make it better. I think, um, I think there's like a personality difference from days before, like even when they, this is generational, examples, it's, it's generational. Like, we don't have, I think maybe with like the AAU systems and stuff like that, like these aren't players that really like want to go hard at each other mm. um, in the way that like maybe a Kobe would have done before. I'm, I was actually curious, like watching the starting lineups, like LeBron will have only so many years at this point. And like, who's going to take the mantle to be kind of like the, um, like the head 
all-star or the lead all-star that kind of like dictates the tone and things like that he's he's giving the league a real queen elizabeth complex right yeah exactly (laughs) yes yes it's a very monarchy situation (laughs) and we just hope the next person coming up afterward doesn't have like a king charles like short run Um, (laughs) but uh i think that's going on i think we also like just live in an era now where just too quickly if something someone messes up and this is like dunk contest this is all-star this is anything but like we can clip it and we can like make it viral and we can make that the moment and we can like i think there's like this part of just nobody wants to get caught slipping yeah that's true which like you just didn't have before like Mm -hmm. i remember um it was a rookie sophomore game like years back but i think kyrie irving and brandon knight went at each other and kyrie like crossed them to the actual ground and if that happened right now like that would be the lasting image and i don't think anyone wants to get caught that way um so i don't know it's tough i i think uh i don't think there's a real answer to it i think it really will be dictated by like who are the personalities that lead it the 2020 game was actually like competitive in light of Mm. kobe's passing like right before that yeah so everyone really stepped up and the elam ending worked out really well kyle lowry's taking charges in the game yes and that's only like four years ago and like you know there's just the incentive is definitely not money. I don't think that's the answer, but it's just like there needs to be some sort of, you know, um, emotional thing that like drives it forward. I think, and I think it is led by like who are the quote unquote like top all stars or the influential all stars that hopefully like lead the charge that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree, and I think like maybe also too, it's maybe in part getting some of these younger guys into the all-star game earlier, like a Wemby mm-hmm. or a Chet, you know what I mean? Like instead yeah. of just the, the rookie game, because they are very much the future of the league. And I think people are really excited for them. And I think when you're young, like you kind of just, you you care more. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not well, saying that solves I'm everything, actually, I'm but curious because like I was watching in arena and it seemed like Scotty was actually a little bit competitive, like playing a little. Yeah. Scotty like, was legit playing yeah. defense. Yeah. And so I think like some of that, like Scotty hasn't, I don't have a good sense of like what Scotty's, like who are Scotty's people in the league. Mm. Um, I think like Tyrese is one of them. And like that, it potentially could have like an air of like what Giannis is kind of like, in which Giannis is maybe like, he's definitely not like a Kobe Mamba mentality type player, but he is often vocal about just like, he doesn't really chum it up. He doesn't train with people in the off season. I'm like, mm. I think we need one of those types of play players in it and have them kind of just like you know dictate themselves i thought it was gonna be anthony edwards i'm kind of disappointed Mm. that he doesn't seem to have much of a drive when it comes to these things but yeah like chip on their shoulder maybe it's like john moran when he comes back i feel like if he he's -hmm. gonna make the next all-star if he plays the season and he's healthy and i can see him going at people Wemby might be I, i mean i think what we're looking at in this league like Wemby's gonna be like the next kind of like big face of the league and I mean, he has the wisdom of like a seasoned vet at this point, so maybe mm-hmm. he'll dictate it at that point. But yeah, again, like it goes down to like it needs to be the players. But also, I will say, and like, because I was already hearing a lot of the backlash afterward, and like you asked me too, like what I think about the commentary. Um, nobody is wrong about it, but we are also really scrutinizing what is ultimately a kid's exhibition game. I was just going to say, this yeah. whole thing is for kids. And I yeah. feel like it's, you know, we're, we're going to talk about J.J. Reddick next. One of his, sure. like, complaints was, like, 
Sorry, there's like a hair in my face, and that's why I keep doing this. Anyway, no, um, yeah, like one of his complaints was like, you know, it says it starts at eight, and then it didn't start till eight forty-five, and I was like, all right, Betty, like kind okay. of relax a bit. But okay. then when you think about it, it's like if you've got young kids that want to watch this. 845 yeah. is kind of a late start right That's like i fair. think if I'll they yeah. like i kind of liked in that in that first elam ending is sort of year where they're playing for charity and then like a lot of those kids were the crowd yes I, I i think that gave the game an energy that i really liked because yeah. you know with all with all due respect to the celebrities i low-key don't really care I kind of don't care about the celebrities who go to all to the all-star game. They don't need to like, I, I don't know what they're doing for the game. I think they need the game more than, than the all-star game needs them. Could I give you the weirdest celebrity sighting I had? Oh, please. Okay. So I was at the arena. Um, uh, my, the double a batteries for my like flash, um, ran out. So I was like panicking, but I was like, okay, I'm in an arena someone has double a batteries and so i find this uh lounge in the event area i go in i ask the manager he's like i got you uh just give me a little bit just hang out here and i'm hanging out there and this is like pretty early on people are not really filing in yet whatever is supposed to happen in there is not happening but there is one lady who is just like hanging out there who's clearly not a, a staff member and is just like doing her thing she's like taking photos next to um the like some all-star signage like her partner is like snapping them for him she's checking them out and like I, I i glance i look i don't think about it i'm checking my phone afterward and then i look back afterward and i'm like looking a little closely and i'm like that's ivanka trump whoa and then beyond that who would be taking the photos were that's jared kushner <laughs> i know that's I know. so weird. It's so weird. And also, like, zero security detail. I forgot who it was that asked me when I was telling them the story. It's like, so you could have just, like, rushed them. I'm like, I wouldn't, but yeah, in theory, <laughs> yes. It speaks to their desire for that to happen. But... I know, I know. Yeah, just, like, everyone, yeah, a couple of you were like, I would have. I would have done it. Like, that was their opportunity. But, like, how weird was that? And that is there. really we were just, like, bizarre. Around. It was so bizarre. I didn't even see like cr like like a crowd cutaway to them or anything. I don't think they would do that in the first place. <laughs> Maybe um, not. But it Maybe was funny not. because what I told other people, like, it confirmed to them that they were there because they thought they saw them throughout the weekend. But it was like a fever dream for them. There's like, oh, so they're oh. actually here, and yeah. That is yeah. that is wild. I and like, she was just taking me... selfies. Well, Jared is taking the photos for her next to the signage. I know. Oh, it's right. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, it's so, it was well, so Well, that surreal. really just confirms everything I just said about bringing the kids back. <laughs> bring the kids back. <laughs> just, you know, not bring the kid of a former president that is one of the most loathed persons people ever. Like, bring yes. actual kids back. Yeah. Yeah. I think that gives, yeah. Wow. That's wild. It's so wild. I, like... I if you told me like all the people I would see on like on NBA All Star like the last you know it was very odd anyway yeah that really yeah. derails things you can't just mention like ran like casually like Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner and be like let's pick it back up now <laughs> you know? yeah I mean yeah. who knew they were even basketball fans I still don't know if they are 
<laughs> that honestly facts. Yeah. 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 Uh, yes, who knows if they have bad. any genuine uh, behaviors or activities or practices. <laughs> I like, it's just, you know, that was as much information as I needed. Just like she wanted a photo next to some like all-star signage and that's it. Um, but yes, how do we fix the league? How do, <laughs> how do we, we fix the league? <laughs> how do we fix the all-star game? That's let's get back on track. No, no, no. I think we can, yeah. I think we can wrap up the, uh, the all-star yeah, talk. Yeah. Um, I think we should move on and talk about this, this, uh, I'm calling it JJ Reddick madness. Not that I'm oh mad gosh. at it, but it's been, there's been a lot. So, you know, he, mm -hmm. he complained about the, you know, the NBA all-star game starting on time. Then he complained about Doc Rivers saying uh -huh. he quote lacks self-accountability and then we had other players uh pat bev and and austin rivers in particular saying like hey like you had your best days with the clippers um with doc rivers like how could you do this and then he and then he was going back and forth with Stephen a about i don't know like about fans and whether fans want to be educated on basketball because this yeah. one video I did about Zion got 55K and then the other <laughs> video about Doc Rivers got 10 million. So who knows what fans want to know? And I was like, OK, I'm putting on a little conspiracy theory hat Go on for, for a minute. This there's no basketball this week. No, but ESPN still has a show to do. Yeah. And football's no dunks done. Took the days off, like we. we were no just, dunks we're, took we're the days. Yeah. And, and honestly, if there was nothing to talk about, I also would have taken this. Week <laughs> right. off. But I mean, look, like he, he, you know, football's over, mm -hmm. the trade deadline's over, all stars over. There's no games this week, and they didn't take the week off. So what are you gonna What are you gonna do? And and I think to some degree some of this is planted i think some okay. of this is okay. i think some of this is by design all right to, to fuel the week because i feel like typically i i would say jj reddick is fairly even killed with his takes i would say so yeah and and this week he's just been on fire right well okay though i'm with you on that like i think there's i mean whatever creates content is great i I also think of J.J. Reddick, and this may not come off well, as just, like, very classic guy with podcast. <laughs> like, like just, <laughs> you know, like, I think he had, like, when he started, he really presented, like, this kind of, like, intellectual take about basketball, which has, like, become, like, its own beast in itself that, like, a large part of fans and people who are reporting on it um, – really want want to appreciate the game through like an in-depth analysis x's and o's data analysis and i think it does for those people who are really into it like enhance the experience and that's great um i think because of those early times where he became kind of like that side of like driven analysis and became i, I think they had that new media uh debate back in the day oh um, yeah yeah you know he kind of became like a hero for that but then I think it's almost like come around the entire other way where, I mean, I sent you a collage of thumbnails from um, like, I guess the various videos that he has been involved in. And he yeah, just this week. So angry yeah. all the time through it. And what, if you told me that like there was going to be someone who like is in NBA media with like centered grounded takes 
based on analysis and data, none of those thumbnails would make it seem like he's yelling at me. Like that's not mm. what I would expect mm. coming out of it. And yet I think, you know, again, in this like back and forth, like space of accountability, everyone has a podcast, everyone has like X or Twitter and will reply immediately to things like, I think the immediacy and the availability of it has like caused this like back and forth of like, oh, I need to respond to this. And to that end, I say, I don't think we need to all the time. I don't <laughs> think we need to respond to what someone says back to me and my take can exist as its take. And, you know, we could just like keep on moving forward. But again, you know, it's a quiet week. So maybe that's like what we need to do this week in terms of like going back and forth. Um, yeah, I don't, I, <laughs> I, but I, I think it's just like one of those things like where, you know, if I have a production team around me and I have the ability to just like respond to stuff, I might just like hit him up, like hit record. We're going to talk about this now. Mm. If I didn't have it and didn't have the platform, then it probably would have just been buried and we would have moved forward. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I think with with JJ this week, like I'm not saying like people told him what to say, but I think no, he was yeah. asked to stir the pot. You know, mm, and I think yeah. like this whole, you know, fans, you know, what do fans want? Do they want to be educated on the game or not? And it's like, listen, right. man, some fans do and some fans don't, you no know, way. some of us are, you know, like the no dunks community would say sickos, right? Yes. Some of, us, some of us are sickos and some of us are, you know, a bit more casual with our nine to nine, nine to five kids, perhaps like totally. we're busy. We're all busy. We all have lives and sports for many people is an escape. And I like, think a lot of people that, uh, interview with um, I think it was uh, with Adam Silver where Adam Silver talked about he wants coverage to be more like what JJ is doing, which is more akin to like, what happens in the NFL. So I think like to your point about like maybe the conspiracy end of it, like driving that forward is a thing like they want to intellectualize the appreciation of the sport and not lean so much into like these, you know, stories off the court or rumors and things like that. But I mean, it's still proven that those are the things that are like the most interesting. And also I don't, again, I have nothing against it. I love that coverage, but also I want a sport that is accessible and mm. these deep dives are not an accessible way to get into the sport to begin with. Like it may be something that like leads you there, but again, like, you know, JJ's rant about it, it, it didn't make sense. Cause it's just like, Hey man, you got a lot of views for different types of things. I don't know why you're so mad. Yeah, I mean, it made it seem like he was sort of bitter that he got some backlash for saying Doc Rivers lacks self accountability. Sure. But I don't know what he expected because it's yeah. kind of a low. It's a loaded statement. Like I'm and not saying it's him. like it's one thing to say it objectively, yeah. On side, but being a former player of his and saying that, like, it's a very loaded statement to be like you're you're speaking from experience. You're like probably. Like the things that he didn't say specifically is louder than like the actual words. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I, I don't know what he expected to happen, but I mean, you know, I, like a lot of people were basically, you know, saying like, Hey man, like this isn't true. But I, I think like, you know what, he's entitled to like his experience. Sure. If that's his experience with doc rivers, then it is what it is. Right. I mean, that doesn't have to be every player's experience. I mean, obviously right. like Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce still love him and stuff like totally. that. So you know, but I just think like, yeah, I look like, you know, the ESPN news cycle has always been a bit of a circus, but sure. I've noticed recently that it's becoming a bigger circus. Mm. 
And, and like, like one thing I noticed today was Brian Windhorse. This isn't like on our docket. It's just something I saw like before we started recording. Brian Windhorse said, and I can't believe he actually said this, that Stephen A. Smith is advocating for Jason Tatum to be MVP this year. Oh, okay. And that's I'm like, like oh, like, like oh, we're just in, we're just admitting that yeah. out loud now. Yeah. Because like the whole day was spent talking about whether or not Jason Tatum could win MVP this year. And then Brian Windhorst just flat out said Stephen A. Smith is is advocating for, for Jason Tatum to win MVP this year. And I'm like, so we're like actively admitting our role in the narrative yeah, yeah. for I mean, these awards. Like that is like that's on another level to me, I think. Yeah, there's a lot of like pulling behind the curtains that's happening at this point. Even when you talk about things like like people like Shams or Woj, um, there are pieces that essentially point out that you know a lot of these leaks and a lot of these news items are to drive like the negotiation. And in which case, it's almost like what is you know actual true information for the sake of news as opposed mm. to you know just something that drives someone's value up or the ability to make a transaction the way like lean in either direction and so um yeah it's tough i mean like i think with all the things going on too it just like really calls for like people who are consuming it to like really be able to step back and like not take everything fully at face value and just mm. see, like, you know what are the intentions behind it because like something like you know windy saying that Stephen A is actively advocating for a player to be MVP, which is not just like an award thing. It is also a, you know, there's like money considerations. Yeah. You get into like awards, you get into all NBA teams and like that's someone's contract at that point. Like that's mm -hmm. kind of like what happened to us with Pascal where he didn't mm -hmm. get those. And so we like it changed the nature of like what we were able to sign him to. So, yeah, yeah, it's um, and then like, I don't know, it's a. Uh, I, I always am curious, like, how far this goes. Is it really just, like, us in our media bubbles or, like, our sicko bubbles, like, that <laughs> care so much about this? And, like, does a casual fan, like, actually care about what happens um, and, like, how it affects certain things? Uh, but, like, I don't know. It, do it does really take away a lot of the um, just experience of, like, being present with it. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I agree. Like, I think, like... It, like not that Jason Tatum isn't having like a good year or anything. Totally. Like I'm not, you know, suggesting He's he doesn't more than eligible, but like, I mean, now you're saying like that. Yeah. I mean, like I, yeah. I'm paraphrasing the quote, but sure. he did. That is essentially what he said, right? Like right. Stephen, A, and it's not like Stephen A is like known for being a Celtics fan. Right. Right, yeah. like he's known for being a Knicks fan, if anything. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, like Stephen A is just being like a fan of the game or something. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, it felt it bigger also, than like, that. Goes to, like you know, every time we go to like the NBA uh, like playoffs, it's always just like the league wants the Celtics Lakers to be in the finals. Like <laughs> we we always say that. Even like when we were looking at the Eastern Conference Finals last year, like the Celtics almost pulled off the three zero upset, mm. and it and like you know it was as far as I can remember, like on the level, but I'm sure people were like paranoid enough to be like, oh, the fix is in, you know, let's get Jalen Brown to this final as well, you know, but um, yeah, yeah, no, who knows? Yeah, Jimmy Butler just would not let that happen. Oh, thank goodness. Thank you, Jimmy. 
<laughs> um, okay, let's move on to uh, we've got one other topic before we uh talk about Raptors here. Um, sure. I just thought I'd have fun with you, Jerome, and say let's make a bold prediction for the remainder of this season. Will okay. another coach get fired? Jacques Vaughn low key yeah. got fired this week, um, like flew so far under the radar. I think I uh, yeah, I think it was at the gate when yes, I was at the gate, um, like waiting to fly back on like three hours of sleep and i was just like whoa jock vaughn got fired and like because it it's like a toronto media like basically charter like heading back because we're all flying back at the same flight mm. like i think someone like who works for the league was like whoa really and like so that's how like under the radar <laughs> <it was. laughs> yeah. yeah i mean that was so crazy like i can't believe monty williams still has a job but mm -hmm. uh they paid him so much money. I feel like they would have to hire their next head coach at like minimum wage yep. or something right, right, at right. this point. Um, but like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, will another coach get fired? Is there going to be a superstar that demands a trade because <laughs> of a failed playoff run? Um, sure. Is Caitlin Clark going to join the three point contest? What, what, what's, what's your, what's your bold I, outlook? I, I was thinking about each question because you offered these up before. So will, will another coach get fired? It has to be Doc, right? Like, it can't not be Doc. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have four coaches on their payroll? Well, yes. I mean, there's that part there. But then also just, like, for every bit of, like, if we're talking narrative, what is the best story ending to this Doc saga? Wouldn't wish this upon <laughs> anyone. Taking it up halfway through, he needs to get fired by the end. On, like, blowing maybe the first ever 3-0, like, upset. Like, he does it. It's historic. And they let Doc go. Like, I can't. Uh that's oh no like I, I was trying to think like i was looking through like playoff teams and like who else might be in the mix um the mavs are like the i don't know what the mavs are and i just wonder how long like jason kidd has a shot over there mm. um that might be a thing but like i if there's anyone that i like i don't want doc to lose his job obviously but if there's anyone that like narratively you can like, you can, can if you want i'm not jj reddick <laughs> <laughs> um but uh no, no, like, I think it's got to be Doc. Like, I, I haven't yeah. written down in my notes exactly in those words. Got to be Doc, right? <laughs> like, who else? Well, listen, like, I, I fully, when that first went down, like, I fully on this podcast called him a legit backstabber. Like, I was like, this. Oh, my gosh. This has backstabbing written all over it. Like, yeah. he was hired as a consultant, and then he takes the man's job, like, a month later? It's like a six weeks it's later? A reality show. It's WWE. Like this kind of level of storytelling. Like you couldn't. It, I, you say you can't write itself. Maybe this is how it's supposed to be written. I don't know. I mean, um, look, like I like I want the NBA to hire me as a writer. Like yeah, <laughs> I, I am yeah. ready. I am ready to be an NBA yeah. writer. Uh, if none of this, if none of this is real, <laughs> if none of this is real, I am ready mm. to be a writer. Um, um, okay, superstars. Uh, I I got my money. I'm gonna pick LeBron. <laughs> oh, you think you think all this Lakers talk is real? I don't think real? it's really good. I don't think it's really happening. But like, okay, so one, yeah, no one has. Did he ever actually explain his clock emoji? No. No. The hourglass. Okay. Yeah, no. The hourglass. I, I saw David McMenamin at some point said like, the hourglass was actually like the time that we would be patient like it was very like it was the friends we made along the way and i just <laughs> i was just like no thanks we don't need to dive deeper after the trade deadline to figure out what it is but i was like trying to look at his situation because he did uh his pre-game press conference where he was very vague and cryptic about what his like future would be like whether he would do the tim duncan like peace out or whether he would do like a yes. out 
Um, oh, that was so funny. Because then he was like, I'm not really good with compliments. <laughs> Did you see that? He said, I, LeBron I James that, yeah. said he's not good with compliments. That's, you know what? Um, that's actually, that's a video for you if you ever wanted to do that. You could right. you could cut that and then you could just <laughs> do like 10 minutes of LeBron James accepting compliments. Accepting compliments, giving himself compliments, tweeting. Yeah, giving like, himself compliments, compliments himself. referring yeah. to himself as the king, like doing this. Like literally getting introduced at, in this all-star, like hours later after he said that and doing. Pret yeah, fake crown. pretending to put a crown on his head. Yeah, his his ad is at King James. Yes. <laughs> so, um, but no, I, so I was trying to think about like what the situation is with LeBron. Like whenever he decides to finish his career, let's say for argument's sake, he decides next season it, to be it is he gonna do it in la does he go back to cleveland does he do it like in his hometown um i wonder like he's talked about wanting to play with Bronny, and i thought well will the lakers even sign Bronny for lebron like looking mm -hmm. at what their like lay of the land is like would they actually draft Bronny? would they actually like let him let him have that moment maybe not i bet cleveland would <laughs> um Mm-hmm. So would they? I, I mean, Cleveland's got like a decent thing going on. They have right a pretty now. good thing going, but I think like you know, LeBron at the late stage of his career, like, could probably add to it, like, with their core as is. Like, if you have, you know, LeBron at like eighty percent of what he is right now, like coming off the bench, or, he's gonna start. What am I kidding? But like any bit of that, like, I could see mm. that happening. Like realistic choices in terms of people who would have a disappointing playoff run. I think Trey Young feels like one that would be in the mix. Um, just because the Hawks kind of stay middling, I think he was also in, uh, rumors, like, for maybe making a move, uh, during, and, like, the Hawks had a interesting trade deadline where it was just, like, it's gonna happen, and then it's not gonna happen. It might happen again, it's not gonna happen. And it was, like, more around DeJounte Murray, but still, you know, that's a team that's, like, figuring out what their core is moving forward, and Trey Young is, like, one of the more, like, uh, more tenured people that, you know, when you move forward, that's usually the star that goes first. Mm -hmm. um, so I could see that. Uh, anyone else? I mean, it, if you asked before the trade deadline, there might have been like Donovan Mitchell, but they're like on fire right now. So maybe that's not the case. Uh, maybe some version of Cat, but then like they're top in the West. Like unless they really flame out, I, I don't know. But again, they seem like they're in good shape. Zion is interesting. I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, with their history with him, it seems like things are on pretty, like, steady ground at the moment, but that could change at any point. And I think, you know, David Griffin might, like, pull the trigger if he sees, like, the right deal. But, you know, um, I think the people that got moved got moved. And then I don't even know what free agency looks like. Maybe we'll sign back OG Ananobi to the Raptors. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, one can yeah. dream. One can one dream. One can dream, right? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah um let's move on to our raptors homer moment here and even though we oh, have really quick oh. about caitlin yes, clark go ahead I yes caitlin clark does the three-point contest but i also i don't even know if she's gonna come back but i really want ali quigley like ali quigley oh, to yes. me is the actual WNBA like three-point like legend yeah for for those who don't know ali quigley won the three-point contest in the WNBA like many years in a row many. 
Yeah. Um, and then she just retired. She just retired right. recently. So yeah, it would be fun to get her out of her. I bet she would do like as good of a job as a lot of the people in the contest. I, I mean, so she too. is, I mean, we need to give the girl some notice. I mean, she course, is yeah, retired. We, yeah, we, we need we to give her some like, notice. Yeah, we gotta let them know and like let them practice. Like, I think the things that go for like Caitlin and Sabrina is like they shoot like from a further distance like naturally on a regular game, basis on yeah. a regular basis so like that adjustment would be there but like again that's not a huge adjustment to make um other names floating i mean the top percentage in the league was jack uh jackie young so i feel like she mm -hmm. could be in the mix if it's like you know let's say like three or four from like wmba side and three or four from like uh nba and ben's nba <laughs> and um and then jewel lloyd was also like in the mix too so i think like if, if you need like a you know uh like four players in the mix i feel like those are a couple of names that could be in the mix there uh but like most of it i just wanted to go back to it because i feel like it's necessary to shout out ali quigley yeah yeah no i love ali um yeah and i would like to see i think if they do that like if they fold them into like the actual three point contest mm -hmm. it could and it could finally eclipse the dunk contest as the main event i think so yeah i also yeah. want the uh head-to-head -head. like sometimes the ncaa would do that where like yeah on opposite sides like that would be really fun oh that would be cool too yeah yeah, yeah. that would be a fun way to mix it up um okay yes raptors homer let's moment raptors. let's do this <laughs> um we're gonna talk a little bit about scotty at the all-star game but also uh our old friend vince carter is in the news because he said he wants to be inducted into the Hall of Fame as a Raptor. Mm -hmm. I think some people are really excited about this. I think some people recall and hold on to the way things ended. Um, where where are you on this? So I'll age myself. I remember it vividly, like the exit. And I'm the, for the sure older than you. I'm older than everybody, and that's fine. I mean, like we can share. Like, what were we at? I'm I'm born... 39. Oh, same then. We're, we're oh, sick. The same boat. There you go. Here okay. We go. Well, so then we, so we we remember. <laughs> we remember. Yes. Um, I remember it. I remember it being a very bitter time. I also remember that I thought we like had closure already, like numerous times. Like we had his mm. return, where he had his tearful tribute. That was great. Yes, that um, was a big moment. We like he's kind of just like I thought we were. It was kind of water under the, under the bridge. I thought, you know, they've even. I remember there was a like off the record with Michael Landsberg where him and Tracy like talked like with regret that they should have stayed together because they would have mm. won a championship. So to me, you know, because like also Vince never won a championship at all in his career. Mm -hmm. I don't know that like if we're talking in terms of like my ex thriving afterward like he had a really like legendary career but it's not like a lot of what happened afterward like that wasn't you know the immediate after was like in spite of the raptor so i was i thought like no i mean he put us on the map like um anyone who's interested go watch the grizzly truth by cat jamie that documentary breaks down what great documentary with, what happened amazing documentary that like broke down what happened with um the Vancouver Grizzlies and while why things fell apart and like there are a number of reasons but one of the things that at least like in terms of a platform level like kept us in the mix was Vince Carter mm. so you know um I I just can't see like why we still hold that also like we did great afterward we had the we the North era we won a championship I don't know like 
moved on. I was happy. He's he's also like I I will use the number fifteen in anything I like create on two K or play in real life because of Vince. Like he brought me back as uh, like after all this time. Like I'm just gonna remember that I. I like this is my second job, like second career in media. Like I wasted so many hours not going to my classes for computer science because I was in an empty classroom watching Maximilian Seven Eleven, like highlights <laughs> of just like Vince, <laughs> you know. So just I mean, uh, for me personally, I, like I have no bitterness. I think the bitterness was only in the moment, and then afterward, I was just like, oh, I'm just like an NBA fan and you know, Raptor fan and Vince fan. Yeah, listen, I, I agree. Like, I, I loved Vince Carter so much. Like, especially, like, I had a huge crush on him. Like, oh, my God. I was, fair. like, I was in totally love fair. with Vince. And, like, you know, obviously, like, the way he left was not good. There's a whole documentary on that as well. And. Or. Oh, yeah, the Carter, the Carter effect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think, like, Sportsnet produced their own one. And now I'm blanking they on. They did. It was like yeah. a Vince Carter legacy, something to that effect. Something like that. Like, this man yeah. has multiple documentaries. Yes, he does. <laughs> but, like, I think, you know, we booed Vince. For the younger fans who might not know, we booed Vince for every return for, like, 10 years. Every possession. And it was like vicious. we it was loud it was vicious yeah. it was like like we didn't let him forget for like yeah. 10 years and then we finally gave him the standing ovation that he deserved yeah. he was already by with memphis by that point like it was yeah and and afterward. i think yeah. i think we listen man like we've punished this guy enough like yeah. i think and, i and think I it's it is time like, to move on how like fresh it was for like people who like lived through it like it was really ugly. Like the guy admitted to just tanking his performance. And then, and if anything, like not to um, like dishonor uh, those who passed, but like the Rob Babcock, like the trade was worse than honestly, like Vince leaving. Like we got nothing back. Oh, the end. trade was awful. Yeah. 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 So. And, the, and they were fighting over things like, like his mom, Michelle wanted like yep. her own parking spot. That's right. Yeah. And then they were kind of like accusing him of being a, like, a, like, and her being a, a bit diva, of a diva. Yeah. And now in this era of basketball, she would just, no question, she would have her own parking Without spot. Without question. Yeah. And also, like, when you look at it in the history of the Raptors, like, how many stars have we had, like, who were stars on our team? Not like, because you could say, like, Hakeem Olajuwon, but that doesn't count. No. <laughs> like, how, <laughs> but how many stars were like, Alonzo Mourning, of, five hours. Yeah. Right. <laughs> We're at the peak of their powers on our team and like put us on the map. I think it's like him and then Kawhi, like in terms mm. of like actual star level and like mm. being all NBA level. Chris Bosch like actually is in the mix. Uh like Colin DeMar obviously like are the heart of our team, but like they were never like to the heights of like Vince as like an individual for sure. So Yeah. Yeah. And the reasons yeah. why he said was, you know, he said, like, you know, it all started in Toronto that, you know, mm -hmm. he, even though he had good years with other teams, especially, um, well, the New Jersey Nets at the time, but sure. that he, you know, that he had like many of his, you know, biggest moments in his career here. Really and and I think his years as a Raptor are why he's a legend. Right. Like, it's, it's the, like if you go outside yeah. of, you know, Raptor fandom and. Like, if you pick anyone that's wearing a Raptors jersey outside of it, it's Vince. Mm -hmm. like, the majority of the time, like, a non-Torontonian or a non-Raptors fan 
that is wearing a Raptors jersey is probably going to be like one of the throwback jerseys with Vince. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about um, a potential uh, jersey retirement for Vince? Um, I think for like where, because like jersey retirements are really relative to the legacy of the team. Like if this were the Lakers or the Boston Celtics, like maybe not. But I think for the Raptors with one championship, like when we talk Mount Rushmore, like he's if he's not top four, he's like within the top six, let's say. And so chronologically, like if you're saying first, um, first like Hall of Famer that like isn't getting inducted as a Raptor, like doesn't get his number retired, like that seems kind of absurd. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. also we're going into our thirtieth year next year, and I'm like, that seems like that all lines up perfectly as something to honor that. Yeah, I oh, feel I really, I, I feel really yeah. good about it. At this yeah. moment in time, I feel really good about it. And I was also like, I was, you know, during, you know, throwing it back to the All-Star game a bit, I was kind of like, oh, it'd be, you know, I loved what we had in 2016, but I was like, oh, like, it'd yeah. be so great to host another All-Star game because I feel like the Raptors rather. organization have more of a lore yeah. now than yeah. we did in 2016. You know what I mean? Like, we just have more to, like, look back on and be nostalgic about now than we did over then so no one tells me whether fan or media that it was the coldest weekend ever because oh it was god fair moment because if you remember it is it was record cold. it was it was a record cold weekend yeah. yeah but the days before and after like almost like literal day before and after spring but, yeah like, it was like it, it, it was, was so like zero those, yeah yeah and so um and then so like people would like oh we would never go back it's like the coldest um coldest city we've ever been to i'm like no but that was actually a record cold like i understand canada's cold but like we're not that cold oh and enough players have fun here yes that i don't think they would actually complain i like, mean their effort is... level at that at that game will not be great because of all the fun they're going to have at any various places well, at least we at least we'll know why West. At least, yeah. At least, we <laughs> at least we'll yeah. know why Indiana. We're all confused. It's like, oh, like I didn't, I didn't know Indiana had the best strip clubs in the country. I thought that was Atlanta. You know I what I mean? That. That I don't know. No, I'm, me. like, I'm making that up. I'm being sarcastic. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> I'm absolutely being sarcastic. <laughs> I, I really said it with like the kind of shock, like I missed out. I... <laughs> <laughs> That's... You're like, I wow, I didn't even know that. Like, how, yeah, where yeah. was my invite? Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah. But no, yeah. Uh, Vince, I, I don't know. It's a no brainer to me. I don't know how you don't like, I think maybe if you really want to go like our first like great player, like maybe you want to go Damon, but even then, like, there's not really, I hate to say, like, there's not really like a strong connection, like in terms of lore, because the Raptors were such a bad team at that time, even though he was like a rookie of the year and, one of our yeah. players like he was a rookie of the year but vince. also he was so excited to leave toronto also yeah yeah like if it weren't for vince we might be talking about damon in the same way <laughs> you know i yeah i mean god or would we even have a team would we even have we a team? might not have a team yeah that's very possible yeah yeah and then yeah. all our lives are different um <laughs> look okay let's move on to our hottie highlight yes. of the week and it goes to scotty barnes singing oh canada at the all-star game i felt like 
I felt like this was really what I needed in a weird way. You know, like last totally. week on this pod, I was kind of hard on Scotty Barnes. Like he kind of like <laughs> walked away from the bench like a few seconds before yeah. the end of the game. And then he didn't really have a good attitude about it the next day. And I'm like, what's going on with this guy? We're building around <laughs> him, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then he's like singing Oh Canada. And then I saw in another clip like he like somebody was asking him about like what this all star means to him. And he said, like, you know, like it means a lot, but I don't really see this is like like you know my career goals are just to be an all-star like i'm trying to win a championship in toronto and i was like Wah! you know what i mean like i just yeah, felt yeah, like yeah. my home my homer heart needed to hear that so it was it was nice it was nice and then i was all i was all the way back i was all the way back any any player that joins our team or like has been a part of the team like the first time you see them sing the national anthem it's like oh you're one of ours now like yeah. I was thinking about it and it is the next step that comes afterward because I think our first favorite moment for any new Raptor is when they first say we the North. Mm. Like they'll be like, We the North, let's go get it. And we're like, Yeah, they're part of our the Raptor now. And then and then like <laughs> the first time you see it on broadcast, they're lip syncing along, you're just like, they're Canadian too now, and this is perfect. And especially if they do it on a platform like the All-Star game where, you know, um outside of like, you know, obviously we have people like Shay who are there too. It's just like, oh, the, when they adopt your country, and maybe it is a sign of our little sibling syndrome, but it's a beautiful <laughs> moment. And uh, no, I like when I saw it, again, that was one of those things that I only saw after the fact. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Like, I love this. Like, Scotty can do no wrong. He earned himself, like, enough goodwill for the rest of the season. I, I agree. Least, yeah. I Yeah, I, I felt that way, too, because I think the rest of the season is going to be – uh sometimes hard to watch um mm -hmm. hopefully we have some good moments you know maybe a few wins in there as well but i, I think I the rest of the season waiting to get pizza because i told myself i'm gonna wait until they get their three and then, then i'm gonna get pizza at the same time <laughs> but yeah after, poor darko like yeah I, I i've talked about this before i'm like this man said dinner and us fans <laughs> turned it into pizza <laughs> yeah. he said dinner I think and I we think all said the, pizza. I think the logic behind that, which makes sense, is like if I'm offering dinner to like a large group of professional athletes, like I need to be like really economical about it. Like what is like <laughs> most amount that is lowest cost that I could feed everyone at the same time? And that's a pizza party to me. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was because yeah. it felt like such a little kid move. I like, like it yeah, felt no, like a minor sure league that. kit, like, you know what I mean? Type move yeah. that it's like, yeah, it's a pizza party. I would want them to then wear like Raptors themed party hats. Like oh, with the string tied around. And, oh, open and gym, make it happen. Yeah, I'm sure you know the, I don't know the open gym people, but I keep referencing open gym. Uh, right, no. I think yeah, they got to make it happen. Like, yeah, if we're like, this is something we want to see. We just say like open gym do this right now <laughs> I, I said open gym's the reason why scotty barnes made it into the all-star game because what content <laughs> would they have if he didn't get in oh man yeah no uh, open gym called adam silver and made it happen that's another conspiracy yeah, yeah, yeah. hat moment of mine i love it thank I, you, I, I think thank we you. should just like talk like strictly in conspiracy terms next time <laughs> Yeah, it's the real subreddit version of uh, yeah. this podcast. Yeah. Um, you, you do the topic, you you say the thing that happened. Like JJ Reddick said that um, Zion Williamson should play like more point. What's really happening? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god. Just destroy lives left, right, and yeah. center. Um, okay, well, let's wrap it up there. Yeah, uh Jerome, yeah. thank you so much for joining me. Super thank appreciate you for it. Me. Uh let us know uh what you're up to and where people can find you on the internets. Uh, so, uh, as you mentioned at the top, I work for uh, No Dunks. I'm sure we have some No Dunks fans listening right now, but uh, catch your stuff. If you don't know, um, they were formerly the starters at NBA TV. Now they're <laughs> No Dunks. Uh, Lee is not on the show, so when you ask where's the Australian, he uh, he's no longer on the show, but he's doing his thing around the world, and he's yep. doing great there. But, uh, yeah, watch No Dunks on YouTube. You can follow them, No Dunks Inc. Uh, they are live 10 a.m. Uh, every week, like every weekday. Uh, we also put out a lot of social content uh, out of there, a lot of fun stuff, stuff from the show, stuff that we'll script. So we have a lot of fun that way. And, uh, and me personally, um, you can find me on X and Instagram at Black Dragon Roll. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks everyone Thank for uh, listening and tuning in, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.